somebody make a joyful noise to the Lord. I'd like you to declare, I serve a great God. My God is great. And I have him inside of me. Therefore, I am great. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus said that look, my people, you will see, you will suffer tribulation. He said, but don't worry. He said, I have come before you. He said, I have conquered the world for you. Somebody shout, I'm a winner. He said, I am wired to succeed. He said, I am engineered to overcome. I am packaged for excellence. He said, success is mine. Greatness is mine. Glory is mine. Honor is mine. Life is mine. Strength is mine. Understanding is mine. The wisdom of God belongs to me. Somebody shout, I am great! Big hands of praise to God. This choir is going international. I'm not saying it because I just want to feel excited. I'm saying it because that is exactly what's going to happen. And we are not just going international for invitations to buy tickets. We are going with our private church. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some of our brethren, most of our brethren are not here today. And I pray for them. That is the way with them. Praise the Lord. In Proverbs 21 verse 30, the Bible says that there is no wisdom. There is no understanding. There is no counsel that can outwit God. In other words, God is always on top. No matter the situation that you see, no matter the characteristics of the devil, no matter the orchestration of the devil, if you are in God, if you are born again, I declare to you this morning, you are on top. 
You are on top of that situation. You are on top of that challenge. You are on top of that marital problem. You are on top of that financial challenges. If you believe, shout a bigger amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like somebody to take time with me. In 30 minutes, I'll be done. I, I, I'd like to announce to you that I, I will be talking briefly on I'm on top. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, you know what? I'm on top. No matter what the devil tries to do. I'm on top! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to open your Bible briefly with me to Genesis. Genesis chapter 3 verse 13 to 14. I'm going to read from here. If you are not here with your Bible, say amen. If you are here with your Bible, say amen. All right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm reading from uh, the Holy Spirit Bible. It says, And the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are caused more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the privilege to land at your feet. Thank you for your war that is coming for edification. Thank you for speaking through my vocal cord that will edify your church and glorify your name. And let the church say, Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, brethren, Adam and Eve had just been tempted by Satan. And they had just been, uh, they had just been defeated. They fell for the temptation. And so, consequence upon this fall, God was moved and decided to address the issue. And he said to Satan, like we read, he was, you know, pro uh, pronouncing punishment to Satan. But I'd like you to take note of verse 15. Verse 15, where he said, Three important things we are going to address in this message. Praise the Lord. In verse 15, as he was talking from verse 14, 
when he got to Farsi, he said three very important things. Number one, he said, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Between your seed and her seed. Then number two. He said, he shall bruise your head. That's it. Another number two statement there. And then number three important statement he said, you shall bruise his heel. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As God was moved to address the issue, in verse 14, after pronouncing such a punishment, and then in verse 15, he made these three important statements that I'd like us to dwell on this morning before we, we share the grace. Praise the Lord. First, he said, the first one he said, the enemy, enemy between, anything between your seed and her seed. Praise the Lord. He was telling the devil that would be an enmity between devil's God, his group, his members. Praise the Lord. And then her seed. Now you know biologically that a woman does not have seed. Hello. When a man and a woman copulate, it is the man that deposits his seed on the woman's womb. Praise the Lord. That is the normal belt. Praise the Lord. But God was saying something else very fundamental. And he said, between the devil's seed and her seed. Now God was invariably referring to the virgin belt. That is so come. Because it's going to be a virgin bed, then it could be called her seed. Meaning that it was not deposited there by any man. Is somebody in the house? Praise the Lord. So your seed and her seed. The devil didn't know where God is going, but I'm taking you somewhere. Praise the Lord. Then number two, he said, he shall bruise your head. God told the devil face to face that the seed of the woman will bruise his head. And you know that Satan was a fallen angel. Satan knows that when God says a thing, it will come to pass. He knows that God does not talk anyhow. So Satan was crushed, he was shaken. He was disturbed. He was disturbed. That the seed of the woman will crush his head. He was disturbed. From that very moment, Satan became very crafty and watchful. But number three, important statement that God made there was that you, according to the devil, you shall bruise his heel. And Satan was happy. Praise the Lord that he will bruise his heel. So all this later have an interplay in the drama that unfolded. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I haven't said that the devil was a very crafty, like the Bible says, 
The devil was watching. And you know that in the Garden of Eden, God was operating the dispensation of God to man. He was always coming from his throne to pay a royal visit to Adam and Eve and have pallet. Praise the Lord. But after then, Adam and Eve had paid and Eden. Praise the Lord. Adam and Eve had what? Pay and Eden as their children. But in the space of time, God had already taught them about sacrifice about sin sacrifice and so they, at the time he requested them to offer sacrifice perhaps one or two things that god knew was going to happen was god he wanted to purify them praise the lord so he asked Abel and came to bring forth their sacrifice now Abel obeyed god he believed God and offered and brought a fat ram for his own sacrifice. Instead of Cain to do sin, Cain refused to bring a blood sacrifice. Rather, he brought whatever he likes. Let me call it salad. Hallelujah. And the Bible specifically said that God respected Abel and rejected him. Praise the Lord. Don't forget in that Hebrew 9 verse 22 said there is no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. The shedding of blood means cancellation. It means sending away. It means abrogation of judgment. It means releasing from bondage. It means setting free. But I pray this morning, as you are seated here hearing me, whatever problem that is dancing around you, I pronounce freedom. I pronounce release. You are set free. You are set free. You are set free. You are set free. Lift your hand and shout amen. That's not where I'm going. Where I'm going is this. I told you from the one that God mentioned that cause that that the, the serpent, I mean the seed of the woman will bruise the head of the Satan. Satan has been watchful. So when Satan discovered when the woman gave birth to, to Abel and Cain, the woman, the devil didn't know which of them is the seed. Praise the Lord. He thought that one of them was the seed. And so he was watching so that he can get hold of the seed and destroy it. Praise the Lord. 
Now, when Cain and Abel were asked to offer sacrifice, and because Cain did not offer the required sacrifice, and God therefore rejected his offering, you know what happened? The devil thought, and hey, because God favored Abel, because God accepted Abel's offering, because God respected Abel, the devil thought, yes, this will be the sin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And therefore, he injected evil thought into Cain. He planted the seed of jealousy. He planted the seed of anger. And they all came together in him. And the only thing the kid could see is killing Abel. Hallelujah. Now, most preachers, even big preachers, will tell you that Abel's offering was rejected for lack of faith. It's a lie. The main reason the offering of Cain was rejected is because he did not offer blood sacrifice. Abel was respected. God respects the blood. Whenever blood is offered, God respects, not just accept, respects the blood. Where you as a believer can stand before God without sense of rejection is because God respected the blood that Jesus shed on the cross on your behalf. It is not you that God respects. God respects the propitiation, the object of appeasement, the one that died, that loved us and died for us on the cross. So when you come before God, God does not see you. He sees your offering and that is the blood of Jesus. If God is a judge, any man, no man can stand. No man living on the surface of this earth is able to meet God's standard. He said we are all sinners. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus qualified us for God's glory. Somebody says hallelujah. He said because I have Jesus. I am qualified. I can stand before God. I can say my prayers. And it goes straight to him inside of me. He lives in me. He gives me the capacity. He gives me the wisdom to excel. The strength to do. And the ability to excel. And to perform. To believe shout amen. So. The devil is a fool. Is there anyone in Proverbs, like I said, in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 10, there is no counsel, there is no 
understanding. There is no wisdom you can put together that can outwit God. God was on top, and the devil thought he was winning. Praise the Lord. They killed, they made them to kill Abel. And God could have rescued Abel from that killing. But it was a foreshadow. Abel is the first type of Jesus. The first believer. So, God allowed that killing to take place to foreshadow of the real seed that should come who will as well be killed for no just cause. Praise the Lord. God has the power to rescue Abraham. But it was a macrochism of the salvational drama that was going to take place in the Eucharist. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. We are, we, are, we are journeying. This journey is very brief, but I know, but it's, it's interesting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, the devil was happy that they have gotten Abel. And therefore, no one is there to crush his head. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The devil is a stupid devil. So he said, the scripture says, and you shall bruise his heel. So now he was now very, very happy that he has bruised the heel. He took Abel as the seed. But when Jesus, I mean, when God was referring to bruising the heel, he was talking about how Jesus would be nailed to the cross. How his uh, feet will be nailed to the cross. How his hands will be nailed to the cross. How his uh, everywhere will be nailed to the cross. That is the, 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 the bruising of the heel that God was talking about. And God had to allow that to happen for a reason. Praise the Lord. There is a cause. There is a cause. And in the history of the Roman Empire, any man that is hung or died on the cross is caused. Praise the Lord. So one of the ways God will move, remove the cause that has befallen man. Is for the one who is coming to take our position, praise the Lord, to be crucified on the cross. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God allowed that to happen so that the scripture will be fulfilled. Amen. So in the passage of time, like I said, according to Hebrew 9.22, it says, according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, 
and without shedding of the blood, there is no remission. And from the Greek interpretation, the word remission means, I said, to send away, praise the Lord, to send away evil. Every evil dancing around you because you are under this anointing, I send them away. Every evil plan against you is hereby cancelled. Every spiritual imprisonment, every embargo concerning your needs is hereby lifted. Listen to me. What has been difficult for you to do because of this anointing? Receive the grace to do it. I declare that from today, things shall be easy for you. There is nothing that should be difficult for you. God has gone before you to make your way smooth, to fight your battle, to give you the victory. Come on, lift your hands and say, I receive victory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. In the book of Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says, and having discerned the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When later, Satan eventually discovered that Abel was not deceived. And they discovered that Jesus was deceived. Praise the Lord. They started all over again. They started pursuing Jesus. To kill him. Like I told you, God could have rescued Abel from being killed by pain, but for a purpose. And the same way, Jesus could not have been killed, if not for a purpose. He saw them by himself. He said, I was happy here all day, day and night. You could not even lay hands on me. It is because the scripture has to be fulfilled. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In fact, the people that came to arrest him, the first time they came to arrest him, when they say, where is Jesus? When he identified himself, they fell down. There's something in identity. There's something special in identity. That that's why when your identity is in Christ Jesus, there's nothing that can move you. If you listen, if you know that when he was arrested, he was being asked questions from A to Z. He didn't answer anything. But the only thing he answered was the question that has to do with his identity. He told them, yes, you have said it. And they said, eh, what, what, what are evidence we need? And he says, God, is this, is this. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, I'm a carrier of God's capacity. See it with confidence. So that was you know that you know who you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, so the devil thought they have finished the battle. Amen. Okay. Whatever God has said in your life will come to pass. God said that the seed of the woman will bruise Satan's head. He did. Satan, with all his 
craftiness could not avoid it. When Jesus came, final bread on the cross, he went into hell. Hallelujah. He dealt with Satan. He bruised his head. He did not just bruise his head. He gave us the authority to stamp on those head. And the Bible said that the, 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 the devil is under our feet. If you are a believer, the devil is under your feet. Jesus fought him and destroyed him and put him under your feet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The battle is over. The siege is over. The victory is for us. The celebration is for us. The glory is for us. I hear people who don't understand, have the good understanding of the scripture, and they say God cannot share his glory. It's a lie. That song is wrong. God shares his glory. In fact, it is because he wants to share his glory with you that he sent Jesus. When God said, let's create man in our own image. After, that is before the foundation of the world. Before the world ever started. God sat down in him and the Son and the Spirit. They had the glory. Praise the Lord. Because of the law. Say, let's have objects on which we can share this glory and love. And to do that is to have to create the objects. And that's why it's okay. Let's create man in our own image. In other words, let's have man in our own capacity, in our own wisdom, in our own understanding that will take over reigns of power on earth as we are here in heaven. People that will have dominion over every other thing we have created. People that will take charge of things. People that will be in control and they will bear fruits and they will multiply. They will increase and they will plenish. That is who you are. That's what God wants you to be. That's why he created you. That whoever believes in Jesus Christ carries the capacity of Jesus. You have God indwelling you. So when you are moving on the road, you are not just moving. You are carrying the capacity of God. And Jesus said, don't you know you are God? You are God in your body. You are God in the spirit. You are God in the soul. When the devil sees you, they will run away. Somebody say, I hear you. So they thought they finished with God's pronouncement by killing Abel. When they discovered the thing, they thought that they finished with God's pronouncement by killing Jesus. But by killing Jesus, it was for glory. If they knew, they would not have killed him. Because nailing Jesus to the cross was the, the cross was divine exchange. Praise the Lord. I told you how Jesus himself came and decided to be his defense counsel and defended himself and be the accused. Praise the Lord. So that he could carry everything 
that is that was against us and leading them to the cross and giving us a total victory. Listen to me. If anybody gives you the pressure that you are under cause, say because the cause has been broken. You are uncursable. Don't let anybody tell you that there's something in the village. There's something that buried in your cup that is working against you. Listen to me. You are not on this earth. You are not of this world. You are in this world. You are a citizen of heaven. You are a citizen of what? Of heaven. You are created with the seed, with the, with the seed of God. The word of God that cannot be corrupted, that cannot be killed. You are unkillable. You are untouchable. You are unstoppable. You are indestructible. Yes, you will get to where you are going. Everything you have purpose to do, you will do it. Jesus came to set man free. That was his mission. And he completed it. And you are the type of Jesus. You will finish the lie. You will finish the lie. You will get to your destination. No power will stop you on the way. If you believe, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Job chapter 5 verse 12, he says, he frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hands cannot carry out their evil plans. I prophesy, whatever plans that the devil is planning against you, I stand between the porch and the altar. I declare that it is over. Listen to me. Hear me as I hear God. You are lifted above your enemies. There is no weapon fashioned against you that shall prosper. Wherever you have been defeated, receive the victory. Where you have been defeated, that place, same place, you will celebrate your victory. In the name of Jesus. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. No incantation. No wherever they gather, they try to run incantation. It will not work against you. No divination. But whatever they put in their eyes to see what you are doing. They are in the village and you are in Lagos. They want to see what you are doing. Whatever they cannot see you. In the name of Jesus. No incantation. No divination. No enchantment. They cannot enchant you. Some people say, ah, but it's just somebody just sit down in front. He just begins to remove his clothes and begin to walk on the street. That is, that is the spirit of enchantment. You cannot be enchanted. Because you are clothed with Jesus. Whatever cannot kill Jesus cannot kill you. And it's not by your power that you are clothed with Jesus. It is Jesus himself who has decided to enclose you. Because he loves you. He said, as long as you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you have eternal life. Eternal life means the life forever. Praise the Lord. Now, when you believe God, you only die in the body once, and then you enjoy eternal life. 
When you don't believe God, you die twice. You die in your, in your body, and then you sit down in the spiritual and go to hell. I, I am happy that you are a believer. No death for you. No death in this assembly. We will no longer enter in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord will be honored in your life. The name of the Lord will be celebrated in our lives. In the name of Jesus, you have been engineered to succeed. You have been wired to multiply. Listen to me, everything you touch shall prosper. Everything you do, you shall succeed. Those who gather against you will fall before you. In the name of Jesus, wherever they have gathered, they will scatter for your sake. In the name of Jesus. When Jesus finished the battle on the cross, he told them, he said, destroy this temple. He said, in three days, I will rebuild it. And when he died on the cross, he told them he rose triumphantly. And to convince people to justify, he was still on the surface of earth for another 40 days. Praise the Lord. Listen to me. God is your battle axe. I declare victory for you. I declare your greatness. I declare your success. I declare your glory. No power shall be able to temper with your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God said the seed of the woman will destroy the devil. And it happened. Whatever God has said about you will come to pass. And what is God saying about you? God saying that you are great. God saying that you are a success. God saying that you are the winner. God saying that you are unbeatable. God saying that you have excellence. God saying that you have leadership capacity. God saying that you have life and abundant life. God saying that you are blessed, that you are rich, and that you are worthy. God saying that nothing shall be difficult for you. And if God said it, it must come to pass. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. That was something of it. Something of it. Come on, lift up your hand and say, Whatever God says about me, it is not to pass. He said, Blessing is mine, greatness is mine. Abundant life is mine. Success is mine. Celebration belongs to me. Every good thing in this world belongs to me. Everything that God has created is working in my favor. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the day. I am blessed in the night. In my going out, in my coming in, I am blessed. Whoever sees me will favor me. Nothing shall be able to stop me. I am unstoppable. I am indestructible. I am untouchable. It is well with me. It is well with my family. This is where I am. I am the God over everything. These are working in my favor. Lines are falling before me in pleasant places. Every day, in every way, I am getting better. Physically, I'm getting better. 
spiritually I'm getting better materially I'm getting better in the name of Jesus thank you father in Jesus name somebody shout amen the Lord. So our topic for this morning. Our topic for this morning is the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God. And the Bible text is taken from James 3, 17 and 18. And we open to our Bibles to James 3, 17 and 18. So are we there? Are we there? I said James 3, 17 and 18. Okay. I'll read from here. It says, but the wisdom from above is pure, first of all. It is also peaceful, gentle, and friendly. It is full of compassion and produces a harvest of good deeds. It is free from prejudice and hypocrisy. And goodness is the harvest that is produced from the seeds the peacemakers plant in peace. Praise the Lord. I will take it again. It says, but the wisdom from above is pure, first of all. It is also peaceful, gentle, and friendly. It is full of compassion and produces a harvest of good deeds. It is free from prejudice and hypocrisy. And goodness, it is, and goodness is the harvest that is produced from the seeds the peacemaker plant in peace. Do we have the, does anybody have um, the message Bible? The message. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, um, for some time, 
I know we've been praying about um, the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. I have the wisdom of God. But it is part of being um, living a righteous life. Praise the Lord. Because when you have the wisdom of God, it helps you to do things the right way. It helps you to speak the right things. It helps you to act the right way. And you will see that it tells us that the wisdom of God is pure. I want to explain that, that, that topic. You know, it says the wisdom of God is first of all pure. That means it has no blemish. It, has, it is not corrupted. It is not contaminated. Praise the Lord. The wisdom of God is pure. You know, if we are talking about the wisdom of the world, everybody will say, ah, I am, I am intelligent, I am wise now, I know what I am doing and all that. They are talking carnally, which is different from the wisdom we are talking about this morning. The wisdom from above is pure. It is, it is clean. It has no blemish. But you will see the wisdom of the world there is arrogance in it. There is pride. There is... Um, when people talk about themselves more, that is what you will find in the wisdom of the world, which is not what we are talking about this morning. It says, but the wisdom from above is pure. First of all, it is also peaceful. The wisdom of God is peaceful. Not like the wisdom of the world that is ready to quarrel when you, when you say something. But the wisdom of God is peaceful, natural. You don't have to force it. Because when the wisdom of God directs you, teaches you, or you allow it to direct you and to teach you and to lead you, it's all peace you will get. It's not aggressiveness. It's not forcefulness. Praise the Lord. Now, he says it's also gentle. Gentle, gentleness has to do with um, calmness. Praise the Lord. When you are calm, you are collected, you are gentle. So, if the wisdom of God is described as being gentle, it means that is who you are. That is how you should exhibit yourself. That is how you should be found when you are led by the Spirit of God. Because all these things comes from a heart that is full of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. It's all, it also says, and friendly. Praise the Lord. You will hear from the Message Bible. It says it helps us to get along. The wisdom of God helps us to get along with one another. So, so we are not expected to quarrel with one another. No matter what happens, we are supposed to be able to live peaceably. Praise the Lord. As I was studying this passage yesterday, I remember the film that we watched here of uh, Jesus Christ. And I remembered when um, Jesus Christ went to meet the leper. You won't hear anything. He must have been saying something, but we did not hear anything. He just held the leper close. Held on to him. That is love. That is gentility. And I remember, was it Joy or somebody who said, it was the love, that love that Jesus Christ showed the leper, that healed the leper. Your gentleness can heal somebody. Your peace can heal somebody. Your friendliness can help somebody. Praise the Lord. He says, it is full of compassion and produces a harvest of good 
deeds. The wisdom of God is full of compassion. It's full of compassion. It's full of love. Because when you, when you have compassion, you have love. It cannot work without one another. I dare say that love is the thing that brings out compassion in you. Praise the Lord. If there is no love, you cannot be compassionate. So he says it is full of compassion and produces. So that compassion in you produces a harvest of good deeds. Praise the Lord. Of our own, we can't do all these things. That is why we need the wisdom of God. That is why the wisdom of God inside of us, when we pray it, we just don't say it and talk it. Yes, you can say it, you can talk it, but when you don't consciously activate it, it will just be there. Praise the Lord. It will just be there. It will just lay low there. It's just like somebody who has a good voice and is not using it. It just says there, you are not activating it. You are not confessing it. You are not acting it. So it says like that. Praise the Lord. So when you confess, I have the wisdom of God, begin to act in that wisdom. Believe that you have that wisdom already. When um, Solomon prayed and he asked for the wisdom to um, rule the kingdom that he was given, he only asked for wisdom. And look at what he started doing. It's not that um, like um, you bring the wisdom and you give it to him. He believed and had faith in what he was told and he started acting it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he says it produces a harvest of good deeds. So whatever you do, begin to produce goodness in you. Brings forth goodness in you. When you say something, it is good. When you act, it is good. Any way you behave, it is good. Praise the Lord. That is what the wisdom of God does for us. And it says, it is free from prejudice and hypocrisy. I can say that prejudice is like partiality. As I was reading, so many stories came into my mind. And when you look at the story of um, Rebecca, Esau, and Jacob, Rebecca preferred um, Jacob more. And it's not supposed to be so. Jesus Christ, our role model, our mediator, was not partial. He loved everybody. And if we say we are following the footsteps of Jesus Christ, that is what we should do. We should not be partial. We should love everyone equally. We should love the way we love ourselves. We should do the things that will encourage, that will bring about love in the community of God that we live in. Praise the Lord. And there must be no hypocrisy. You cannot live a life full of the wisdom of God and live a life of hypocrisy. It's not possible. Hypocrisy is, you know, when... Let me just give you an explanation. When um, in the presence of that person, you tell that person, <clears throat> ah, you good, oh, ah, this is where you they talk. Ah, if they, if they do me one kind, you just say, make my head a shot. And then behind that person, mm, don't mind that person. You don't know anything, nothing playing here. He could just say, talk, talk, talk. No, that should not be found in us as children of God. 
full of wisdom. We read one time when we were so, um, using um, Daddy's book that the believers are the ones who are wise. So as believers, everything that we do must show how wise we are. Because we are not showing the wiseness of ourselves. We are showing the wiseness of God inside of us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I said, wisdom is an attribute of God. God is wisdom itself. We have the knowledge that believers are wise because of the spirit of God that dwells in us. We are not talking about the wisdom of the world. That has no knowledge of the truth. That has no knowledge of the truth, but wisdom from above. Praise the Lord. Wisdom of the world has no knowledge of the, of the truth. The truth is Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. That is the truth. But the wisdom of the world will tell you, I beg, God not day. Who toxic God day? Wait till you see where you take the toxic God day. Praise the Lord. They would start telling you stories about science. I remember one day I was talking to a friend of mine when I told him, ah, then I just, um, I just became widowed and um, I was down. He was like, ah, you know, all these things, you, don't, you just have to treat yourself and all that and all that. Actually, I was almost going into depression. So it was just, you need to treat yourself. You need to check yourself into the hospital. And I was like, no, that is not the word for me. I cannot be sick. I cannot be depressed. You know, I've been telling myself. And he said, you have started. You people won't face reality. I said, what is reality? What is reality? Reality is the word of God. That is the truth. The word of God is our reality. And when I told him, he said, you have started. You all these people, you will just carry um, God. You will put it on your head and all that. So after that, I just kept it quiet. But the truth is, our reality is the word of God. Praise the Lord. Can somebody quickly open to Daniel 5.11? Daniel 5.11. Daniel 5.11 Are we there? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will read from 10. He says, The queen mother heard the noise made by the king and his noble men and entered the banquet hall. She said, May your majesty live forever. Please do not be so disturbed and look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. When your father was king, this man showed good sense, knowledge, and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods. Praise the Lord. Like the wisdom of the gods. So they knew in Daniel, there is a supernatural spirit propelling him. There is something different about him. There is a powerful force motivating him. There is something pushing him to do those things that he does. Praise the Lord. And because he knows the kind of person he is, it comes to him easily. Praise the Lord. Is it possible, you and I, if we don't have the wisdom of God, somebody comes to tell you, I had a dream yesterday. And the dream, I don't understand. I can't even remember. Please, can you tell me the dream? Please, how many of us can tell me? Let me repeat my question. 
somebody comes to meet you, had a dream day before yesterday, and the person tells you, I had a dream. I don't even understand. I can't remember. Please, who can tell me if you will know the dream? Ah, you will know the dream. <laughs> Do we understand the question? <laughs> yes. You know, sir. <laughs> Maybe you don't understand the question. <laughs> ah, let me repeat the question. I had a dream. And I come to meet Mr. George. And I say, I had a dream yesterday. I don't understand the dream. I can't even remember. Please, can you tell me the interpretation of the dream? Sister George, please, you don't know the dream. You won't know the dream, except you have the wisdom of God inside of you. I remember the last time we had, um, we confessed certain, um, we made certain confessions here. We, we declared that with the wisdom of God, we can see into the spiritual. That is why Daniel was able to see, he went into the spiritual. Because he was conscious of who he is. And he activated that consciousness of who he is. Praise the Lord. So you can only be able to interpret by dream. When you go to Selah, let me use this one. When you go to Selah, and then they look at you. You know some of them, they use this thing, they use in washing eyes. And then they look at you. And then they start telling you, ah, day before yesterday, you went somewhere. That place was not good. Before that day, you went somewhere. That place was not good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They will tell you, most of them will tell you, ah, I can see very well. Ah, you see very well. But most times they will tell you, ahead, tell me what happened. That is what they will use to get into you. But now I am talking about, you don't have an inkling of what that person dreamt about. And the person is coming to meet you. Tell me what I dreamt about. That is what Daniel did. He was able to interpret the dream. Joseph did the same thing. They were able to interpret the dream because of the wisdom of God inside of them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope we understand the way you're looking at me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the wisdom from above, as we have just read, is of God. It enables us to understand secret things. It gives us the ability to know things we are not aware of. It gives us an insight into deep and difficult situations. Praise the Lord. It enables you to manifest or display uncommon and unusual spiritual abilities. Daniel had no knowledge of the dream. He did not dream the dream. It was not explained to him. But the Spirit of God manifested itself through him. And this can only happen because of the righteousness of God in us. Praise the Lord. We have the understanding that our righteousness gives us a right standing before God. It gives us, it enables us to come boldly into his presence. It enables us to be able to ask or seek the things that we need to seek. Praise the Lord. As long as you're able to stand right. And standing right is believing in God, holding to 
that thing with your faith, holding to that word, holding to holding to God's words, holding to his word, believing in that word, having faith in that word. And when you have faith in that word, it means you've been meditating on the word. You are now able to confess and activate the word. Praise the Lord. Because it is when you activate this word, that is when you see the fruit of righteousness. Because it has to do with your mind. You begin to see the fruit of righteousness manifesting. Wisdom of God is part of it. Love, gentility, all those things that we read before is part of it. Now let, let's go for that. When we have a right standing before God, this ability manifests through us in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. By the gift of righteousness and our right standing before God, this wisdom of God supernaturally manifests through us. By this wisdom, you have answers, you have solutions, you have supernatural instincts and premonitions. Praise the Lord. Maybe we don't understand what I mean by premonition. Premonition is when something good is about to happen because all we see here is good. We confess that this morning. Praise the Lord. And then your body is telling you, your spiritual mind is telling you something good is about to happen. I was telling mommy the other day, there is a funny with me, I know that money is about to enter into my hand. My hand will scratch me, my palm will scratch me seriously. Seriously. Praise the Lord. That is a premonition. There are other ways we can know. Yoruba people will tell you, my body is talking to me. Praise the Lord. That is what they will say. So that is premonition. So we have, you have answers, you have solutions, you have supernatural instincts. Something just tells you, go this way, do like this. It's an instinct. This wisdom is pure, it is uncontaminated, it is true. Jesus is pure, peaceable. It makes you happy and people around you enjoy that peace and joy. Then also joy is found. I mean, Jesus is peace. Wisdom is also gentle, and I explained what I mean. Gent, I mean, wisdom is also gentle, and I explained um, what gentility is here. Yeah, it's calm, kind, quiet. That is the wisdom of God. You find all these things when you have the wisdom of God. It makes you to be calm, kind, and do things quietly. Jesus is gentle. Praise the Lord. I said the wisdom of God is a gift to us through Jesus Christ. And as you confess and ascribe and consciously walk in the wisdom of God, peace will be found in you. Everything about you is serene, is peace. Then the fruit of righteousness is sown in you. Praise the Lord. You know, in um, the one I read from, um, from my phone, it says, um, the fruit of righteousness will be sown in you, which is peace. Praise the Lord. So this, what it was trying to say there is that you must be peaceable. You must be somebody that loves peace. You must be somebody that surrounds themselves with peace. 
And that is when you will see the fruit of righteousness manifesting. Praise the Lord. I will take that again. You must be somebody. You must be somebody that loves peace. You must be somebody that has a heart for peace. You yearn for peace. Everything about you is peace. And because of this, the fruit of righteousness is sown in you. It's like a plant. When it's sown in you, it starts germinating and produces the fruit of righteousness. And the fruit of righteousness, like I said earlier, you find is peace. And everything has to do with your mind. How you accept the word. How you believe the word. How you hold on to the word. And how you ask the word. Praise the Lord. So, I'm rounding up. I said here that Jesus is our ability. I just we quickly want to tell you another story. Um, some years back, my brother-in-law and I, we applied for um, work in the UBA. And they said, I don't know if they still do it now. And they said, um, we need to do an exam. We did the exams. And he bears at the bone, I bear at the bone. But I performed far better than him. So, but they said they can't take two at the bones. So, um, they now told my husband, the only thing that they can do is, is me they will take, since I am the one who performed better. But if I can let go, there is no problem. But the thing is, it's only one at the bone they will take. So my husband met me and said, you know, you are a woman and I'm taking care of you. And there is nothing that you need that I don't give you. Please. <laughs> they said it's only one at the bone they can take in UBA. So will you allow my brother to take it? Please. <laughs> and I thought about it. I thought about it. You know, um, daddy and mommy have told us about selflessness. And I thought about it. Ah, it's why I need this job now. Ah. I said, okay. This is only one at the bone they will take. Let your brother go. After all, he's a man. One day, he needs to get married. He has to settle down. He has to have a wife. Let him take it. And that was how I let that job go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. First of all, that is selflessness. I didn't think about myself. I was thinking of how I could make my husband and my brother-in-law happy. Now, where I'm going is, maybe because I'm the one that's supposed to have the job. I don't know. But do you know he lost that job a few years after? But that is not what God wants for us. He wants us to activate that wisdom in us. He wants us to love one another. Live in a community where you help one another. Where you will love one another. Where you can give to one another selflessly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, the fruit of righteousness is so when you live a life full of peace. When your heart is full of peace. When all you do is found in peace. 
you yourself, you become peace. Because most times, we are supposed to be who God says we should be. So when you know you are full of wisdom, you act it. Consciously act it. Consciously do that thing. And let people come to you and ask you, what church do you even go to? Let people come to meet you and say, ah, something has been troubling me and I don't know how to go about it. And you become an answer to that person. Or somebody comes to tell you, I don't know how to solve this equation. Can you help me? That is your solution to that person. By the wisdom of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I said, I said here, righteous fruit comes from righteous wine. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. Jesus Christ is the vine. We are the branches. So as we are the branches of the vine and righteousness comes from the vine, we are also righteous. Praise the Lord. And naturally, we begin to manifest those fruits of righteousness. Praise the Lord. We begin to act. And people see those fruits of righteousness in us. Because it is we that is representing God on earth. So whatever we say, especially what we say, especially what we say not just what we do because the word of god has made us to understand that from the abundance of the hearts the mouth speaks so when your heart is full of the wisdom of god yes sometimes you will have battles in your mind maybe the spirit of god is telling you don't don't reply that person don't listen to what that person is saying another one will tell you i beg reply and go tell her the thing we're gonna make her vex and we have the wisdom of God inside of us. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to reply? Because we are peaceful beings, we are supposed to reply in a way that will bring peace. We are supposed to talk gently. We are supposed to reply in a way that will make the other person happy, not in a way that will make the person aggressive towards us or defensive towards us so we are we are righteous branches because we come from a righteous branch i mean why so everything that comes from us must put us in right standing before god whatever we do Whatever we say, how we handle situations. Some people will tell you, nah, maybe this, and nothing change. Who says? The word of God changes. If you believe it, it changes. It does. That's why we use the word consciously activate it. Okay, let me give you an example. Your children comes to meet you and they say, ah, mommy. I want to eat apple. I want to throw this question to you. I want to eat apple. Will you give your child stone? I'm asking, will you give your child a stone? 
No, you will give your child apple. That is the right thing you will do. That is the good thing you will do. Or let me not use your child. You have just 100 naira on you. Praise the Lord. You have just 100 naira on you. And then somebody comes to meet you. I beg, I need 100 naira. I need 100 naira. I beg, just give me. I go return them now, now. I just need that 100 naira. Now, 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 now. I go give you in the next one hour. Who can answer me? Can you give that person that 100 naira? Not you. Who can answer me? Can you give that person? Oh, everybody is putting their face down. <laughs> you can. Praise the Lord. That is the wisdom of God walking inside of you. You just don't say it. Because when you start thinking about it, and you say that you want to do it, or you believe that you can, I'm telling you, in the next few minutes, you will see something will just do clan on your phone. Or somebody will just come and meet you and say, I don't know, I just have this body that I should bless you. Praise the Lord. So, the wisdom of God teaches us to do the right thing. It directs us. It helps us to get things right. Praise the Lord. It helps us to get things right. Now, when you go um, further down, further down, it says, and goodness is the harvest that is produced from the seeds the peacemakers plant in peace. And goodness is the harvest. So, as a peacemaker, what you harvest? As somebody who loves peace, what you harvest is goodness. Goodness comes to you. Your person attracts goodness because of the wisdom of God inside of you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to say here that we should actively, consciously, activate the wisdom of God inside of us so that we can for those of us who are in school you can understand things that other people don't understand you can understand and know how to solve those difficult situations because you have the wisdom of God but you must believe and have faith that you have the wisdom of God before you can activate it and for those of us who are working, we must be a solution to our environment. Praise the Lord. Um, I just want us to take this prayer before I finally round up. While we are seated, can we just declare, I am peaceful. I am peaceful. I am full of love. I am full of love. The fruit of righteousness is sown in me. The fruit of righteousness is sown in me. The wisdom of God is at work in me. The wisdom of God is at work in me. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I hear victory shout? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, shall, bless, uh, shall bless the name of Jesus by giving a clap of So when she asked that question about the hundred naira, I wanted to answer question. So I wanted to uh, let me say that left to me out because if you ask the hundred naira that you need now, that is left from me. Fully, I will give naira for the hundred naira. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Or who can answer that? It is okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You give it in there. Okay. Brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I wanted to ask, as a child of God, how do you activate this type of wisdom? How do you activate this type of wisdom and then learn how to put it to work? That's the question I had in mind. And then I also have a contribution on my own part. Um, I, I, I realized that um, why pastor was teaching wisdom from Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 he said and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and mind and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord now this wisdom is a spirit like pastor said talk of uh, rightly now we must understand that once as a child of God, that is, you know you're righteous, you have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that helps you manifest His wisdom. Because it's one of His Spirit. You see, He is the Spirit of that wisdom Himself. As during our declaration, when we said, I have the Spirit, the wisdom of the Spirit is at work in me. That's what we know what we are saying. The wisdom of the Holy Ghost is working in me. This is um, the wisdom that we're talking about. The wisdom, I was sharing with mommy one time, I said there are times when you, you just sit down and then because of your deep fellowship with him, you find out that somebody is coming, he will tell you the person that is coming, he will tell you the name of the person, tell you how the person is dressed, and you've not seen this person, and when the person comes before you, you don't find out that what he said is true. It's making you understand that we are, we, we are spirit beings. The born again Christian is a spirit being. And you function with him in that relationship of who he is to you. And like Pastor um, Dr. John had told us earlier, he said, let us learn to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's the place where this kind of wisdom is better. In the place of fellowship, you spend time with the Holy Spirit. That's what I wanted to ask and then add, Mark. 
is a place of fellowship. That's where you get to know who this Holy Spirit where he manifests himself as wisdom to all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have asked the question on your one side. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. I don't think we have time again. Um, I want to say this. Because we have, because we are divine, because we are the branch, sorry, we are in relationship with the vine. Everything the vine has, we have. Because we are engrafted into the vine, everything the vine has, we have. We have the wisdom of God, just like we said. How do we have, how do we put this wisdom to work? She has said it. You acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Even if you are talking foolishly, you think foolishly. But believe, and you read in the word of God, God says you're full of wisdom, you have this wisdom. Acknowledge it. You are acting foolishly, don't worry. Acknowledge what the word of God says about you. And say what people are telling you, hey, stop talking. You're, you're always talking like a fool. Don't worry. But God is not saying you're talking like a fool. God says you're full of wisdom. Say what God says about you. Believe what God says about you. That is when the same people that call you a fool will suddenly realize you're talking wisely now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The things of God, they look like foolishness. People see you the way they want to see you, but believe what God says about you. Amen? Because when you want to begin to talk about this wisdom, how can I manifest? How can... You shall say, how can I? You miss it. Believe God. Flow with God. Say what God says about you. Suddenly you realize that people are going to be the first to notice that you are talking differently now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wisdom is part of the righteous. Wisdom is who the righteous is. Amen? Amen. So we know we are full of wisdom. It doesn't matter if I don't know anything, I am full of wisdom. By acknowledging it, suddenly you will begin, you will become what you acknowledge. Amen? Our Father wants to thank you this morning. We thank you because you have become wisdom unto us. You have become righteousness unto us. You have become sanctified for us. We are sanctified because of our union with you. We are full of wisdom because of our union with you. We are righteous because of our union with you. I want to say thank you for the manifestations of these things in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Commit the rest of the service unto you. Thank you for your Lordship over today's service. Blessed be to your holy name. I want to thank you because none of us are going back the same way we have come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.